This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Welcome to Haken, an Animal Crossing podcast. Your podcast dedicated to all things Animal Crossing. Episode 199 is brought to you by Becca, Megan Diane, and Kay Rose, some of our newest Patreon patrons. This week, I go on a journey to learn more about one of the most unique ways to play Animal Crossing. I'm speaking with Drew Pag and Cold Eggman about speedrunning Animal Crossing games. We will learn more about what that means, their history with Animal Crossing, and much more. But before we get into that, we have some quick things to cover. So, I've been saying it for the past couple of weeks, episode 200 will be the last Haken episode to air on Chewy Plays. This is episode 199, so there are only two left that are coming out on this YouTube channel. If you want to keep listening or watching on YouTube, head on over to the Haken Podcast YouTube channel. The link is in the description. You can catch it all there, and you'll keep getting Haken goodness in that little section. And I think it's time we get a nice, dedicated Haken channel. So this will be a good place for you all to stop by and keep listening to the show. If you like the show on podcast platforms, no need to worry. It's remaining the same. This change only applies to YouTube. You will still get Haken in your same feed, so no need to go and subscribe anywhere else. You are good to go. And then outside of that, it is also a new month. This is September 7th, the first Tuesday of the month, which means we've got some new Haken artwork. And this Haken artwork is absolutely adorable. It comes from an artist named Dill, and it is so cute. I really love all of the characters playing little board games around the table. And of course, Tucker the Mammoth is outside doing some fishing while some friends are inside playing a game. (laughs) I guess it's a four-player game, but fishing is fine too. Anyways, Dill, wonderful artist, member of our Haken community, they have a lot of links in the description. You can go follow them on Twitter, Etsy, YouTube, Twitch. Go and check them out. Support them. They're making really cool things. And they sent this really nice statement slash letter to us, so I'm going to go ahead and read that all for you here. Hey, Chewy, Sergio Nina. I hope you're all doing good. I want to start off by saying a huge thank you to Chewy for allowing me to create the art for the podcast this month. It's such a fantastic opportunity for me, and I really can't express just how thankful I am. I've been playing Animal Crossing since Wild World on DS. My first memory with it is getting given a fishing rod and just walking next to water, not having any clue what I was doing. I must have been fishing for a good half an hour before finding a shadow and realizing those were spots you had to fish, and not just anywhere in the water. Eventually, I caught a clownfish, and the second I did, I just fell in love with the game. Me and a friend both shared that town on my DS, and we would constantly swap back and forth, just watching each other play with their villagers and seeing what surprises they'd come across next. 
When I was thinking about making the art, I knew right away I wanted to do a piece outdoors since the town is my favorite aspect to the Animal Crossing game. I love how they just slowly evolve throughout the year. Once Chewie shared some ideas with me, though, I saw the suggestion about villagers playing a cute board game indoors. I was so torn on both ideas that I decided to try and merge them, which is how I came up with this half-indoor, half-outdoor concept. As for choosing the villagers, I tried to incorporate everyone's favorites, which I hope I got right. Chewie helped me out with that. Also, Nina, as a fellow Lottie fan, take a look at the photo on the top of the bookcase. Teddy is my absolute favorite, so I'm so happy I had the chance to include him in this piece with him having a September birthday. I post art semi-regularly on Twitter and also sometimes do art streams on Twitch. I also have an Etsy store where I sell acrylic charms with my art on it, and I do have some Animal Crossing-themed ones on there. Also, speaking of my Etsy... I haven't mentioned this to Chewie, so hopefully he hasn't peeked at this before recording. I would love to send each of you three one of my charms each as a gift. The designs I have are Lily, Punchy, Marshall, Flurry, and Tom Nook. Sorry, Sergio, no KK. I did send a picture of them to Chewie when I sent examples of my artwork, but if he doesn't have that handy, just take a look at my Etsy and send me over the details. Anyways, hopefully I haven't rambled on too long. I just want to finish by giving my thanks to all three of you for creating this podcast. It's been a highlight of my Tuesdays ever since I found it during New Horizons launch, and I'm looking forward to listening as it continues. Take care, and I'll see you guys around. Dill, this is so kind of you. Thank you so much. I really like the story of how this all came together and seeing kind of this interior space but also the outdoors i really like the cut in into the villagers homes or this could just be some simple panels that somebody set up to create it so i really like that aspect and thank you for the background on how it came together and i will of course reach out to nina and sergio and tell them about these charms i will i'm Thank you. Uh, that's all I can say. Just thank you. That is very generous of you. And I'm really excited to to see the charms and get one of them. So once again, you can go and follow the links in the description to find Dill and just appreciate this wonderful artwork for the month. It is truly a great piece and I'm really excited about it. And without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into these interviews about speedrunning Animal Crossing. Hey everybody, this is Chewy, and today I'm here with an Animal Crossing speedrunner. His name is Drew. Uh, hello, Drew. How are you doing? What's up, Chewy? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great as well. And um, if you could really just quickly give us a little idea of who you are and what you do. Sure. Uh, so my name's Drew. I'm a software developer living in Rhode Island. Uh, Animal Crossing is my favorite game series, and uh, in January of this year, I started streaming speedruns of Animal Crossing, and uh, it's been pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been tuning in, and it's been really fun to see Animal Crossing played in such a different way. But before we get into speedrunning the game, I did want to ask you, when did you first get into Animal Crossing? Yeah, so I got in early with the GameCube game. Thinking back, it was probably mm. third or fourth grade, which was like 2003, 2004. But uh, I first ran into it over my friend's house. I would go over his house a lot to uh, play games, mostly. And he was like, hey, we should try this new game I just got. It's kind of weird. And uh, it was Animal Crossing. 
I was like, oh, this is this is kind of weird. But uh, I was watching him play it. I played a little bit, and I just immediately, you know, loved it. Went home and asked my mom, like, hey, mom, I need to get this game. And I uh, did my best to convince <laughs> her, telling her, like, oh, yeah, we you pay off a debt. It'll teach me how to, you know, manage my money and pay off loans. She was like, oh, well. And uh, I got it, you know, pretty quickly. And uh, I just played it. I played it all the time. It was so fun. Just fishing, catching bugs, you know, decorating my house. I love picturing you just like in a little business suit, little kid, making this pitch to your mom to get the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking back, it's, it's kind of a smart move for a kid, but I mean, it, it worked. She may have bought it for me anyway, but, you know. Yeah, so you, you mentioned like you connected with it pretty quickly. What was it about the game that really you know, struck a chord in you? Oh, I think I think one thing was that it was just so different than any other game I had played at that time. Just like, you know, no real goal, no way to win the game, no score. You kind of just go at your own pace, do whatever you want. And that really sort of resonated mm-hmm. with me because I tend to, you know, I'm pretty laid back, sort of do things at my own pace. So it was like almost the perfect game for me. And like, like I mentioned, <laughs> the fish and bugs stuff, I just, I love that stuff in real life and in the game. The music was another thing. It's just so relaxing, so good at every hour. And I guess really the, the real time element was another thing that was totally new to me. And it just kind of blew me away at the time. Yeah, yeah, that was, um, it, that's a lot of really cool aspects to the game that really aren't shared with too many too. So I totally get where you're coming from, where it's just like, it is a completely different game that's not you know games i feel tend to have a score they tend to have some sort of competitive aspect to them so you could win or you can lose but that doesn't completely exist in animal crossing um which gets to the strange kind of thing that happens with um speed running in general which right. is a, a kind of competitive aspect to gaming too so mm. when did you first learn about speed running animal crossing so I first learned about speedrunning Animal Crossing, I think it was summer 2012. There's a website called Speedruns Live, which actually still exists now. But um, it's a website where people can race different games for speedruns. And basically a race of a speedrun is two or more people start doing a speedrun at the same time. And whoever finishes first wins the race and so on. And so I was aware of that website. And one day I decided to look up Animal Crossing to see if anybody was doing races. And uh, mm-hmm. it turns out a few, a few people actually were, kind of frequently. And so I kind of watched some of those races. They were doing Goldenrod in the GameCube, which was, you know, catch all the fish. And also like a bingo race, where one of the guys had made a website with like a bingo card generator, which basically generated a <laughs> card with like goals for Animal Crossing, such as, say, catch a certain fish, catch a certain bug, collect like two items mm-hmm. in a certain series, build a snowman, things like that. So it was like a really cool way to play the game that I'd never really thought of before. And so it was pretty interesting watching some of those races. But uh, that was about it for the time. But that was the first time I ever learned about it. Yeah, I'd never even heard of those like bingo races. That sounds like kind of a fun way to play any game in general. <laughs> it really is. I mean, GameCube version was the first time I saw that. But I've seen bingos for other other Animal Crossing games. And it's really kind of too bad that 
I don't think many people know about it, but it is really a fun a fun way to play those games. Yeah, that sounds like something I'd like to try out at some point. Um, so kind of going back a little bit, like what was your initial reaction to learning that you could speed run Animal Crossing? Yeah, so at first it was kind of like, oh, really? Can you? Because speed running Animal Crossing, you kind of alluded to it, but it's sort of like almost against the spirit of Animal Crossing in a lot of ways because... <laughs> I always consider Animal Crossing as a game that's sort of, you know, meant to be played at a pretty leisurely pace, kind of take your time, do whatever you want. And so that's, you know, against the idea of speedrunning. And then not to mention, uh, for speedrunning, you'd have to, you know, time travel, which is a cardinal sin of Animal Crossing. So that sort of <laughs> was weird to me at first, but I don't know. As I thought about it more, I started to be like, well, this is a totally different way to play this game that I had, you know, played so much as a kid, played for so long. Sometimes it can get, you know, repetitive or tedious after you've played for a while. So it's just like a totally fresh take on the game. So I kind of mm-hmm. became more and more interested. And I thought, I mean, now obviously, <laughs> I think it's a really cool way to play the game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so you mentioned kind of learning about it through this website. Um, so I guess you knew about speedrunning before. What kind of speedruns were you watching then? Yeah, so I guess... I wasn't watching too many, but the first time I ever heard of speedrunning was, uh, I think it was like a Reddit post in 2011, December, about this guy mm-hmm. named Siglemic doing uh, Mario 64, 120 star speedruns every day in December to get the world record. And I was like, oh, what is this? This sounds kind of interesting. And so I, I made a Twitch account, started watching his streams, and it kind of just totally blew me away watching this game, Mario 64, that I thought I knew everything about. You know, I had played it so much as a kid. And just seeing this guy just totally break the game, do things I had never seen, mm-hmm. glitches I never knew were possible. And I was like, oh, my God. And so I just, I kind of got hooked on a stream. I think I watched it, you know, every day that month after school. And, uh, I mean, aside from him, I followed a few other runners at the time, but I never really got into it too much. But watching him play Mario was was pretty amazing. Yeah, I same type of childhood here. I played so much Mario 64 that when I first ran into a speedrun, I was just like, I had no idea the game could be played like this right, at all. Right. So it's really cool to see how those things change for sure. Mm. So speedrunning has this natural element of competition. Are you a competitive person? Generally, I would say no, not really, in like the traditional sense of the word, competing against other people, right? Because I'm pretty laid back, you know, I tend to do things at my own pace, pretty relaxed. And so I've never really been competitive in that sense, trying to like beat other people. But uh, speedrunning, I think there are kind of other, you know, definitions of competitive. Because obviously, one definition is competing against other runners, competing against their times, trying to beat their times, you know set records and things mm-hmm. like that. But for me, I was never really motivated by like breaking records. You know, it's the kind of thing that I never really expected would happen when I first started. But uh, I was more motivated just, you know, trying to improve my own times, sort of competing against myself. And so mm-hmm. in that sense, I guess you could say I'm really competitive because uh, in basically anything I do in life, whether it's, you know, normal things or speed runs I try to do things like to the best of my ability the best I can do and I'm not really satisfied until I like achieve that so with like speed runs 
I mean, I might achieve some good time that's, you know, technically the best if it's better than everybody else's, but I may not be satisfied with it if it's not the best that I can do. So I guess in that sense, I'm sort of self-competitive, if that's a thing. I'm always <laughs> trying to, you know, yeah, be the best I can be. Yeah, and I think that's kind of, uh, when you describe that, I feel like that is sort of how a lot of us approach Animal Crossing, where we're trying to do the things better for ourselves, you know, like whether it's making more money so we can pay off our loans faster or it's yep. being able to catch all of the bugs that you need. I, I feel like you're always kind of competing with yourself in the game in a way. Right. And I mean, I've seen like at least in New Horizons with the, you know, building and all that. I've seen some amazing towns, people just constantly improving, constantly, you know, innovating. And it's pretty cool to see. But I guess in that sense, that's, you know, also competing in a way. Does it feel like speedrunning gives a competitive aspect to Animal Crossing? Or do you feel like that's kind of just already been a small part of the game? I think, I mean, maybe it's been a small part of, like, the game. Thinking back, I mean, the only thing I can really think of is, I guess, like, the timer. I think in Wild World and other ones where it would count how many fish and bugs you catch when you have friends over at a certain time. So in that sense, they're kind of competing to see how much you could catch. And I think the same sort of thing is in New Horizons with like the fish tournament and the bug tournament, sort of competing against your friends. But uh, aside from that, there's not really much competition in the game itself. So I do think mm -hmm. speedrunning, I mean, aside from, you know, players can create their own competition, I guess, with like, you know, mm -hmm. building good towns or catching fish, I guess, or I don't know, any sort of thing. But I do think speedrunning adds a adds a level of competition that's not possible in the normal game. And so I think it's kind of cool to see, and it's kind of cool that it's there. It sort of gives some people another way to play the game that they might enjoy more than just, you know, yeah, for playing sure. normally. So I guess let's go to the beginning of you running Animal Crossing. When did you get into running and speedrunning Animal Crossing? Yeah, so after that first, you know, speedruns live thing in like, what, 2012 or whatever, I didn't really look into it for a long time and then in november of last year 2020 i randomly decided to look at speedruns.com at other animal crossing games mm -hmm. to see you know what was out there and i mostly found in city folk for the wii and wild world for the ds there were some recently active runners they were doing runs in different categories and uh i noticed most of the leaderboards on wild world and city folk were japanese runners but i still I followed a bunch of them that seemed to be active. And uh, one guy in particular was, was pretty active. Uh, Yoruno Teo 542 I have to shout him out. I followed his stream, mm -hmm. and then in November and December, I watched him probably almost every day. Every day he streamed, it seemed like. Because uh, with the time difference with Japan, it worked out pretty well. I would wake up in the morning, you know, start working from home. It'd be like 6 or 7 a.m., and in Japan time, it would be like 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. And he would probably be streaming or starting streaming. So I'd always just have him up on the side, watching him, you know, do Animal Crossing speedruns. And uh, at the time, he was doing mostly city folk speedruns for the Wii, doing uh, Golden Net, which is where you catch all the bugs as fast as you can. And uh, that was immediately, you know, interesting to me. Because uh, catching bugs is always one of my favorite parts of any game. And then just watching him do the speed runs again similar to watching Siglami play Mario I was just seeing him do things that I didn't really know were possible 
and like, you know, different strategies, all these things that I didn't know about. I thought I knew this game, but I was learning so much watching a stream and I kind of was just really hooked on it. So I just kept, kept watching him through December. And then uh, in January 2021, I finally decided to try it for myself. So I asked in his chat for a list or a link to the checklist that he uses to keep track of the bugs he catches. And uh, this guy, Lemon, who's actually another runner and a really cool guy, really supportive. But uh, he sent me a link to the list of bugs. And uh, it was all in Japanese, but it was good enough for me to get started. And at that point, I had everything I needed. And so I started, I just did a stream. I tried it. And my first stream, I was on a CRT TV, you know, Japanese checklist, using my old capture card that I used for Xbox 360 years ago. No webcam, using my laptop microphone, but I just sat down and I tried it. And the first the first run I tried was GoldenNet because it was the most interesting to me. And uh, I think I sat there and tried it for like six or seven hours. And in the end, I did one, one bug left, Birdwing Butterfly, but I just couldn't find it. So I gave up for the day. But uh, it was a lot of fun. And I, I tried it again the next day. And I just kept going from there. And it really sort of grew and grew as time went on. That's really cool. So that first run, you, you spent about six hours to try to complete it? I did, yeah. Ultimately, I did not complete it, but I learned a lot. Learned a lot <laughs> along the way. Do you happen to remember um, how long your first run was? So I think the first run I actually completed was Golden Net, and it was something like five hours and 45 minutes, somewhere around that, that region. And so it, mm-hmm. it, it took me a while. And that was, I'd never really played Animal Crossing for that long in one sitting and sort of like focused mm-hmm. on it like that for so long. So it was, it was all pretty new to me. But uh, I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I still do, obviously. But That's awesome. Um, you, you, did, you also mentioned some pretty interesting things regarding like equipment and everything, like a CRT TV and everything. <laughs> um, what, I guess... What version of the game are you running? Did you have to order a Wii from somewhere else? Because uh, I know a lot of things with speedruns is you do play like different region games for faster text and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, I guess what kind of equipment goes into running Animal Crossing? Yeah, so yeah, you're exactly right about you know the different regions having advantages. So, at first I was running on English because that's what I had, but at some point I realized that it was way slower than the Japanese version mostly because of the text. Text scrolling was just incredibly slow on the English mm-hmm. version for some reason. And then in the Japanese, with like the kanji, there's less less characters, so it's a little faster in that way. So once I had done it for like a month, and I was like, yeah, this is something I want to try for real, I uh, went on eBay and ordered like a Japanese Wii and a Japanese disc, and I started using that. And uh, I've been using that ever since for City Folk, because just That's because awesome. of the text, yeah. Um, so you also mentioned kind of the golden net run. So I wanted to ask you like, which animal crossing games are you running and which categories do you run? And if you could give us a little description for each of them. Sure. So, uh, I would say city folk for the Wii is my, my favorite game and the one I run the most, but I've also done, uh, wild world runs for the DS. And so you mentioned golden net. I've done that in both, both games and, uh, that's, I mean, I guess self-explanatory. You try to catch all the bugs as fast as you can, which mm-hmm. sounds simple on the surface, but there's a lot of, a lot of, you know, strategy and like routing that goes into it. 
you know, different, different things that you probably wouldn't, wouldn't think to do in a normal game or wouldn't want to do in a normal game. Cause, uh, one example, you cut down all the trees in the town to make it faster. So the result is a, a horribly ugly town, but it's, you know, more efficient. So that's the trade-off. Uh, another category is all debts that I've done in both games. So that's also pretty self-explanatory paying off all your debts to Tom Luck as fast as you can get your house upgraded. It's not too interesting, but it's, you know, kind of cool. Uh, and along those lines, there's also first debt in City Folk, where you pay off your first debt to Tom Nook as fast as you can. And I guess that's kind of interesting to think about, you know, what would be the fastest possible way to pay off, what is it, 18,400 bells on the first day. Mm-hmm. And uh, the common route is on Easter, when Zipper T, everyone's favorite bunny, hides eggs around town. And uh, if you dig up the eggs, they're either have a ticket or a candy in City Folk. And if you get a ticket, you exchange it for an Easter item, which sells for a lot of bells. And if you sell two Easter items, you have enough to pay your debt. So that's mm. kind of cool strategy, I guess. Something most people might not think of. Um, mm-hmm. Another one, Golden Watering Can, which I've done in both games, which is sort of a different run. Whereas I mentioned the net, I'm kind of just cutting down all the trees, you know, destroying all the flowers sooner or later. But in Golden Water Canyon, you're trying to make the perfect town as fast as you can. So it's kind of different, and it's it's pretty pretty cool. Planting all the trees, making sure you have all your acres, you know, perfect. Have your flowers watered, things like that. Sort of different, a different spin. Uh, let me see. There's Golden Rod, which I've done in City Folk, which is just catching all the fish as fast as you can. That run is probably the most luck-based of all the runs I've done. Mainly because mm-hmm. when you catch fish, as we all know, you can't you can't see what you're actually catching until you catch it. You can sort of differentiate yeah. by like shadow size, but it's it comes down to luck a lot of the time, unfortunately. Uh, let's see, there's golden golden axe in City Folk, which involves building the fountain and then throwing an axe into the fountain, and then the uh, that Chihuahua, I think, Serena. Mm-hmm. Gives you the golden axe with some very low chance. So that one's very luck-based as well. But it's kind of fun. Kind of a fun category. And I guess the last one I've done for City Folk was All Golden Tools, which I did last month. And that's probably my second favorite category behind Golden Net. Because All Golden Tools, maybe the name implies, but you collect every golden tool in the game, which would be net, rod, axe, shovel, slingshot, and watering can. So I really like that one because uh, it sort of encapsulates all the other runs in just one run. And there's like always, you know, stuff to think about. There's pretty cool strategy and routing that goes into that. And so that one's that one's a long, a long one. My best time in that is like 10 hours and five minutes in City Folk. So that's definitely the longest run I've ever done. But it's also probably the most interesting one I've done. Yeah, that does sound really fun. I, I would get so frustrated with the Golden Axe because... I just remember spending months throwing an axe in every single day to Serena and her giving me, I think I came out with like one silver axe <laughs> out of months of trying. Oh man. Yeah. She can, she can be mean if she wants to be. And I, oh, I do terribly with the luck based aspects. So uh, mm-hmm. that might not be the run for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I wouldn't recommend it as a first one. Uh, so I guess y- you mentioned there's a lot of strategy that goes into these types of runs. So what kind of research do you do to start a run? Yeah, so mostly, uh, in my case, I guess I was pretty lucky 
for City Folk and Wild World, there are already already guides out there for some of these runs. Some of them were in like Japanese only, so I had to like translate them as best as I could through like, you know, Google Translate or whatever. But uh, I think that's where I usually start is looking at existing guides, sort of reading through them to get an idea of what the run looks like or what it should look like, you know, the sort of process and steps that I need to go through to, you know, finish the run. And then another thing I do is uh, watch like existing runs, watch like the record runs and then try to watch streams of people doing it if I can, just to get a better feel for it, what it's actually like, you know, what I need to do. But uh, I don't know, aside from that, sometimes I do like testing or practice runs. But at a point, I think it's it's usually best to just try it, try it myself. And that's usually the best way to learn. So I guess in that vein, what advice do you have for people wanting to get into speedrunning Animal Crossing? So, yeah, I guess the first thing I would say is watch watch runs as much as you can. Either live streams is maybe ideal, so you can like ask the person about stuff. But also watch, you know, recorded runs just to sort of get a feel for how it goes. If you've never seen a speed run before, never seen an Animal Crossing speed run before, it can be pretty, pretty useful, pretty good information. But really, I would say the main thing to do and the best way to learn is to just try, try it, try it yourself. And uh, I mean, Animal Crossing speed runs, they're pretty laid back compared to most other games. So it's, mm-hmm. it's fairly easy to just like, you know, create a new town on your way or something and start up Animal Crossing and sit down for like an hour or two. I'll take like Golden Net, for example. Just follow the guide and, you know, sit down for an hour or two, see how many bugs you can catch. And then maybe save and the next day you do it for another hour or two. Keep going mm-hmm. and then, you know, sort of progress from there. See if you can do it in one sitting and then think about how you can improve or things you've done slow, things you can do faster. And just keep keep going with it if you like it. Um, so you've never really thought of, <laughs> I guess, having a heart rate monitor during your runs? <laughs> Not yet. I would be, I mean, it'd be kind of interesting because normally I would say, or I'd inclined to say that it wouldn't be too high. I try, I mean, I try not to get too nervous. It's usually pretty laid back, but there are definitely times when I get nervous when it's really coming down mm-hmm. to the end and I have a chance to like, you know, improve my time or something. I feel it, but yeah, it's not a bad idea. I'm gonna have to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always find it pretty fun just to see like you know you don't feel it happening because it's adre- adrenaline pumping through but that's what that's what happens no yeah you're exactly right because in my head I might not be nervous but then I look down and like my arm is shaking sometimes I'm like oh wow I guess I am nervous but mm-hmm. yeah so I didn't really post this question but I guess how many world records do you have for speedrunning Animal Crossing uh so right now I think it's like 10 to 12 somewhere in that range, depending on which, which wow. categories you consider like real. What's amazing to me that with that is that like you just started this process less than a year ago, right? Yeah. So it's been almost eight months. I think it's been like seven and a half months at this point. So yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy to look back and think about it because it's not something I ever expected to happen. Because you know, at the beginning, I just wanted to, to do Golden Net because it looked fun, see if I could finish it. But you know, over time, I kept doing it. I still enjoyed it. You know, buying the Japanese version to, you know, be able to compete, keep going, trying different categories. And as I got sort of better, I realized like, oh, wow, I can actually do this. I can actually do all these categories. And so I kind of just kept going with it. And uh, it's been really fun. And I should say the streaming aspect of it, too, has been a lot of fun, really kept me going. Because, you know, as my mm-hmm. channel, you know, slowly grows, it's just 
adds to the experience, really. Cool. So I guess my last question for you here is, do you speed run any other games or have any like desire to run any other games? So, so far I haven't, haven't tried anything else at the moment. I have no immediate desire to try anything else. I'm still having fun with Animal Crossing, uh, mostly City Folk and Wild World. I'm not opposed to, you know, trying new games if something catches my eye, but I don't know. Animal Crossing speedruns to me are sort of unique. Like I mentioned, they're, they're, they're obviously fast at this point and I have to like optimize things, but they're, they still feel more laid back than most speedrun games. And that's, that's pretty appealing to me. Well, thanks so much for sitting with us and telling us about speedrunning Animal Crossing. I'm sure a lot of people out there are just like having their minds blown that this is a possible way to play Animal Crossing. Uh, like you mentioned at the beginning, it's a really laid back game. So it seems like a weird approach for it. But right. yeah, I really like getting your insight into it. Of course. Yeah, no, it's been great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and for our listeners, would you tell them where they can find you, where they can go and check out your speedruns? Sure. So I stream on Twitch. You can follow me at twitch.tv slash drewpag. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Uncle Tom Nook. And uh, one last thing, if you're, if you're interested in looking at, you know, to getting into speedrunning Animal Crossing, definitely don't hesitate to reach out to me or anybody else. I mean, if it's City Folk or Wild World, I'd be happy to help. Anybody who's interested with questions or, you know, providing links to resources that I use. And uh, there's also an Animal Crossing speedrun Discord. I think the link to that is available on the speedruns.com page for Animal Crossing. And in that, there are channels for every game. So if you have any questions, you can just ask in that channel. And uh, in my experience, everybody in the Animal Crossing speedrun community is incredibly supportive and helpful. So you'll definitely, you'll definitely get the help that you're looking for. That's really great. And I can say from experience as well that you are very good at answering any questions that I've thrown into your chat because I I like to hop in and watch you all the time. So it's really cool to just know that the rest of the community is like that as well and really open to sharing any ideas and strategies. Right. No, I love I love getting questions. I love seeing people interested. And uh, you have some great questions, Chewy. So anytime you want to ask them. <laughs> I'll answer them. Thanks a lot. I'll, I'll keep them coming. I've got tons all the time. All right. All right, everybody. Now I'm here with Cold Eggman, who is a speedrunner. And hi, Cold Eggman. How are Hello. you? Hello. Good. How are you? Uh, it's good to it's good to <laughs> chat with you. I'm really glad that you were yeah, quick man. to respond and everything. Yeah, man. It's cool. I, I really appreciate uh I really appreciate Drew for giving me a shout because I haven't really been doing too much AC stuff like as of late. So mm-hmm. it's nice that uh, that Drew gave me a little shout out. So yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah, that's great, and I'm I'm glad he mentioned you as well because I've I've seen some of your runs and I'm it's awesome what you do. Um, so I guess yeah. before we get too deep into it, though, can you tell our audience what you do um, as far as like speed running goes? What games you like to run? Um, so, like, I don't know, I just kind of just, like, speedrun whatever I find interesting. Um, like, recently I've been doing some new Super Religio U Deluxe on the Switch, and a little bit of Splatoon speedrunning as well. I don't know, I just like to kind of just hang out and just kind of chill. I, I, I generally try to be a pretty chill, uh, person, <laughs> and I don't know, I just like speedrunning, and, uh, AC is cool, too. Uh, I used to do a lot of like AC challenges and all that. So I don't know. I just, I just do it for fun mainly. Awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think that attitude really works with Animal Crossing. You know, it's a very chilled out game for sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So my first question for you, uh, when did you first get into Animal Crossing? Uh, I think I was like 10 or something. I don't really remember exactly, but I remember I played the GameCube game first. I guess we just kind of just had it around and I tried it out and it was it was pretty fun. It was just uh, I never really played that type of game before. I guess I didn't really play many games when I was younger, but yeah, I don't know. It was just fun to just kind of roam around and just do whatever. And I also remember the the debt you had to pay off was like, mm-hmm. oh man, it was crazy. I because I didn't I didn't know any of the good uh, money making tricks, <laughs> so <laughs> I was just selling like she she sells. I can't say it. Uh, <laughs> I remember it took me like half a year to like pay off my final debt to Nook. It was crazy. Like, yeah, I don't. It was, it was crazy, but I remember I got the statue you get for paying off all your debts, and I was like, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't really have much other memories of it. Just, just had a lot of fun playing it. Just kind of discovering stuff. It was, it was a good time. Yeah, for sure. And that I really like that you started so young and yeah. really struggled with that. <laughs> with making money in that first game because <laughs> yeah. it, it's a difficult game to make money in for anybody oh, yeah. just starting. Yeah, the original is is it's rough, man. You know, it that you get this massive debt. It's not the biggest debt they've ever given you, but like, I mean, the later games they make it so easy to make bells anyway, so it doesn't really make a difference. But yeah, if yeah. you don't know what you're doing in the game, like honestly, the GameCube one. Uh, if I'm playing like without using glitches and whatnot. Uh, like the duplication glitch, it's it's still kind of hard to make money in that game, just in general. Even if you know what you're doing, it still takes quite a bit of effort, especially compared to the later ones, later games in the series. Yeah, I kind of experienced that recently, and I basically yeah. almost memorized that code that you could put in three <laughs> times to get 30,000 bells. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember I used to love entering those codes for the golden tools. I was like, mm-hmm. that was like so cool because I didn't really know how to actually get the golden tools. I couldn't catch all the fish or bugs because I was like really bad and I didn't know what they all were either. So we didn't really have much internet back then. So I didn't really know exactly. So mm-hmm. I thought it was so cool that they were golden tools that. I could get. I was like, "Wow, this is so cool!" And like the thirty thousand bell code, code too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those are those are pretty helpful. So, when did you first learn about speed running Animal Crossing? So, I think like, like back in like twenty fifteen or something, uh, I saw a video in my YouTube. It was Animal Crossing Golden Rod speed run, mm-hmm. and it was from Brian MP sixteen. It was in one twenty eight oh five. I was just like. I was just so confused. I was like, how do you speedrun this game? What? That's everyone's reaction. That that was my reaction too. I was like, someone caught all the fish in an hour and a half and like I I don't think I even caught all the fish like ever in that game. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it was 2014. I don't remember. But uh yeah. I, I it was just so crazy to watch. I was just like, how could you speedrun this game? And it was so impressive to watch because I've never seen a run of that game. No, I don't know how it worked. So it was just so impressive to see someone catch all the fish in that little amount of time. So yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and that is like 
it definitely everybody's first reaction to learning that you can speedrun Animal Crossing because yeah. <laughs> it, it does go against the very nature of the game where right. you have that real-time aspect and, you know, you're not intended to time travel, but of course you always can. But yeah, yeah people really play the game in a different way. So I guess what surprised you about like that first run you watched outside of speedrunning Animal Crossing? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It was just like just the fact that it even existed at all. I was just like, mm. I don't know. It's just something that you don't really think about. You just don't put it together at all. But someone actually did. And actually, Brian, I believe, is the originator for like Animal Crossing speedrunning. And I think I saw his video afterward on like Animal Crossing bingo and stuff. And I was just like, dude, this stuff is like so cool. And there wasn't really much else on it. I was just like, dang, I really want, I want some more of like, AC speedrunner content. <laughs> I thought it was so cool. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool. And Drew mentioned the bingo as well, and I I hadn't yeah. heard of that before, and I thought that was a really interesting way to look at speedrunning. Right. Yeah. So, did you know about speedrunning before? Um. Yeah, I I knew about like you know Mario and like Zelda games and whatnot. Of course, I was never actually really good at it. I uh, I remember I ran 3D World for. A little bit like the the Wii one uh, back in like 2014 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't really that serious. I just honestly, I only did like the Beat World Four, which is not even like a real category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I did like also like long speed runs for fun, like uh, Super Mario Galaxy One 242 Star, which is like 15 hours or something. So yeah, I don't know. I just kind of did stuff for fun. I didn't really take anything anything too seriously i was really impressive to see those speedruns back in the day though especially like the zola games i could just not imagine how yeah. insane that is yeah were there any zelda games in particular you watched oh yeah i watched uh like wind waker and like ot like mm-hmm. those two were like big ones for me to watch it was really impressive just to see all the glitches and stuff done <laughs> in those yeah yeah so you mentioned you know you're you- you're a pretty casual type of player. You like to doing it, doing it for fun and everything. Yeah. But it does seem like speedrunning kind of adds a competitive aspect to right. Animal Crossing. Um, do you, I guess, do you find yourself as a competitive person? Um, I don't know. It kind of depends. Like, usually I kind of just like to have, like, friendly competition. I think that's fun. Uh, like when someone beats my time in something, I'm like, man, I wonder if I should beat that back. It depends on like what game it is. If it's something I haven't ran like in such a long time, but I don't plan on coming back. I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Okay, I don't really care. But like if it's a game that I've ran recently, I'm like, okay, I really need to like improve this time more. Um, so yeah, like I don't know. It really actually motivates me a lot when there is some competition because it actually gives me the motivation to keep running because one problem I have with speedrunning is I just get kind of bored after a while, especially when like no one else is like kind of doing the same game mm-hmm. uh, pretty actively. So yeah, competition really keeps me motivated, I guess, to just keep running the game alongside other people. That's cool. Yeah. And I feel like there's like a community aspect to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So do you feel like, do you feel like you approach Animal Crossing in a more competitive way now? Uh, I don't know. Because, like, Animal Crossing isn't really, like, super competitive. I don't know. It kind of just depends on, like, the game and stuff. But, 
yeah, I don't know. I think we're all just kind of just here to just have fun running the game, kind of just seeing how other people do. I know like the city folk community has really popped off recently, which is really cool. Like a lot of Japanese mm-hmm. runners and, you know, you got Drew as well, which actually puts in like a lot of effort in like the city folk and Wild World speedruns, which is really cool to see. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I yeah, I, I I really like seeing City Folk get a little bit of a resurgence because it yeah. seems to be like that bad step kid that uh-huh. Nintendo had in in the Animal yeah. Crossing world. Yeah. So when did you yourself get into running Animal Crossing? Uh, it was around like uh, February of 2017, and like how I got into it was um I was actually watching uh Pants's old hundo world record the world record at the time was 38 hours long i was like i i before i thought the world record was about like 50 hours but then apparently he recently beat it and i was just like what i didn't even know that <laughs> so i like looked to the run just for fun i was just like all right let's see, see what he did here and then i watched him enter a code and it took him like 40 to 50 seconds or something i was just like huh i wonder i wonder how fast i can enter a code and i did it in like 30 20 to 30 seconds i was just like wait, I could actually maybe beat the 100% record. Like, I actually thought that. And, like, mm-hmm. since no one else was, no one else wanted to do it because, you know, it was so long and, like, who would actually want to do that? I was just like, you know what? I'm going to actually try to do it. I'm actually going to try to beat the 100% record because, I mean, why not? And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's That was really my main motivation to get into the game was 100% uh, speedrun. That's really awesome. Yeah, 100% is definitely one that's, like, a daunting task for anybody looking at games to do, especially in Animal Crossing with so many things available. So I guess what kind of research do you start doing before you do a run like that? Uh, Like 100%? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know, because like there wasn't really much resources for it other than like, you know, you just get like a list of codes you enter. Uh, You definitely practice the codes a lot for sure. Um, but I guess for like games in general, I kind of just look at the world record video and see if it's if it's interesting enough to run. And then if there's like a tutorial, I could like follow that or I could just kind of just I usually just try to learn off of like other people just in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked what you said here about if it's interesting enough to run. So I guess like what kind of motivates you? What catches your interest in any run? Uh, like fast paced gameplay, definitely. If it's like, if it's like really fast and it's like, looks really cool, but it's not like too difficult. Like a lot of Zelda games I've wanted to run, but like, I just instantly get demotivated because there's just a bunch of like frame perfect tricks and whatnot. Not even like frame perfect, like input, like kind of precision tricks. And I just don't really have the patience to do that. That's why I kind of picked up NSLU, uh, New Super Religion U, uh, because the levels were really short. That means they were kind of easy to like try and optimize, and it was a pretty fast game. So I don't know. That really just that really just caught my attention. Also, Splatoon as well as some really interesting mm. like movement mechanics too. And it's not too complicated. And I I had played that game for like a while, so it's kind of a good game to kind of just get into speed running as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I I guess I hadn't thought of that where a lot of the inputs that you have to perform for some runs. I've always known about like the frame perfect ones. I'm like, I don't Mm want to, I can't get started with that, but yeah, there's so (laughs) many little tricks 
that people are doing with their controllers and you're just like how do you click those buttons the way you do <laughs> yeah um, oh yeah the codes the codes especially like you have to you can't a lot of people just say oh why not just plug in like a usb keyboard or they actually sold a gamecube controller keyboard but it doesn't work with animal crossing it only works with like one i think it's fantasy store online or something but yeah you can't use the the keyboard you have to actually input it with the control stick on an on-screen keyboard so yeah that's yeah. that definitely takes a lot of practice to get the inputs for yeah that that's a really interesting thing too because you know, there tend to be rules in the speedrunning community about, like, what versions of games you can play or cannot play if it's, like, a ROM or something, you know? Right. So I guess, are there rules against, like, getting a keyboard that works with the GameCube? <laughs> that uh, yeah, that would... Yeah, yeah. So if, theoretically, there was a mod to use the keyboard in Animal Crossing somehow, I don't even know if anyone's done that that would definitely be banned because the rules state that you cannot use third party like software or hardware or anything like that you have to use official controllers and everything so that would definitely be banned just based on that rule yeah that makes sense that's good good yeah. note to have for people looking to run the game <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i i do want to dig into some of the games you've played specifically animal crossing so which animal yeah. crossing games have you run and what categories have you done within them um so the main one i did was the gamecube one obviously and uh i did the japanese versions of the gamecube animal crossings the debots and Mori plus and debots and Mori e plus i did that for a little bit mm-hmm. um i did do wild world and city folk but i didn't really take it too seriously i mean i did i think the most serious the one i did was like city folk all deaths but i haven't ran that in like a couple years mm-hmm. uh wild world i did a little bit of all deaths because the letter header glitch is kind of interesting but I didn't really do much with that. I did like one golden net run of Wild World and like never again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, City Folk, I kind of, I think the only other one I did was like golden watering can or something. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I did New Leaf, but honestly, the only reason I ran New Leaf was for the 100% run. I was actually secretly prepping for that. That's why I even picked up that game in the first place. I did mainly first dead, a little bit of golden net, and then yeah, the 100% speed run I did a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. The The GameCube one was the only one I actually kind of actually took seriously. The other ones I kind of just did just just to kind of experiment with them. Uh, but yeah, I didn't really take them as far as the original GameCube version. I got you. So I guess what was it about the GameCube version of the game that piqued your interest? Um, I, the, the snappy like movement and uh, the... Uh, the movement's really fun. Uh, I also really like the GameCube controller in general. It's a really good controller to use. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just the game I grew up with the most. And it has like some really interesting like glitches too. I don't know. It just always seemed like the most interesting game for me to run. And I never really gave the other games too much attention. Although recently with the, the growth in like City Folk and Wobble, I can actually appreciate those runs a lot more. Uh, City Folk especially, like the Golden Net Spear run is under two hours now, which is insane. I would have never thought it would have gone to that point. Just watching the run, it's really smart, you know, seeing like the route they do and like how they do things. And it really just gives me a lot more respect for that. 
and wobbled it has they use the letter header glitch in really interesting ways too and like the golden net speed run they can get like certain flowers and like they even get like the golden axe so they can chop down like all the trees which eliminates like bug spawns so yeah it's really cool to see because those games don't have like the acre system where you can just Mm -hmm. flip the screen back and forth to respawn the area you kind of have to actually play it a lot differently i think that's really cool and especially new horizons as well you do this i assume the new horizons golden net runs and that's really really cool too the ways you just the methods you use to like respawn the bugs and stuff is actually really cool i would have like never thought of that so yeah huge props to them for coming up with those like strategies and stuff for those types of games that's awesome yeah so you're you're talking a lot of tricks here and i think you know yeah. it would help to get into what they are like you got me at letterheader glitch i've never heard of this what is that so in the japanese version of wild world um only the japanese version since uh that was version 1.0 of the game i believe uh after that they updated it when they um they released it worldwide mm-hmm. so i don't really know much about it but like basically in the japanese version there is not a limit to the letter header like when you write a letter there's no limit to the the header of like dear this person like there was no limit to that so you could like abuse that and like overflow memory or something and like it gets you like a bunch of bells in your account and if you type in like certain characters you can get like certain items kind of like the nook codes but like not intended at all (laughs) you can apparently like move buildings with it too it's like so crazy i don't know the exact details and like how it works but it's just really crazy to see people like use it in that way it's like it makes wobbled a really interesting speed run and that's really cool that is i had no idea that could happen that's amazing yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy yeah um, so you kind of you mentioned the runs that you liked to do in the GameCube one. What is the most challenging run that you did in the GameCube version? Um, hmm. I don't know. I think all debts, uh, all debts requires a lot of like good RNG. Uh, definitely, uh, like the map you need to get because it's such a such like a short category and like the uh the biggest part of the run is like the chore segment where like you need to have all the villagers really close to nook shop and like all that because the really only like actual like heavy skill portion is like the duplication glitch and then like after you get past that it's kind of just like running back and forth between the post office and nooks and like paying off your debts and stuff which isn't too complicated if you just know what you're doing Mm -hmm. so yeah that's definitely a very challenging run to just kind of get runs going for um another one i'd say is like golden rod is actually really hard definitely because there's a lot of like rng you have to deal with a lot of like one percent chance fish you have to find and the way the way it would just the fish work in that game is like you can't see it until you catch it so categories like golden net where you catch all the bugs you can just you can just see the bug and you can just run off but the fish you have to catch every single fish Mm-hmm. Like if it's like a specific fish shadow, it's only a one percent chance, like the arowana, for example. So yeah, that's actually a very challenging category as well to just get runs going for. Yeah, I can imagine, and I'm oh, I just don't have the luck with the RNG. I don't know who yeah. I'm angered, but they're <laughs> they're against me. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't really run Goldenrod that much for that reason. Uh, Golden Net 
is definitely I would say that that's probably my favorite category other than 100% obviously I think golden net is just a really fun fast paced category and it's not too comp I, I honestly I would recommend that category first for people getting into the game because it's just mm. a lot of fun catching the bugs and all debts is yeah it has the duplication glitch which is cool but like there's a lot more luck you need because like in golden net if you get like a bad map it doesn't really matter because you can just get good bug rng and you can make up for that so you don't really need to reset for the map over and over and you won't get like really tedious so there's a bit more leniency with that category mm-hmm. so i would definitely recommend people like would start with that one i think that would be my personal pick that's awesome. Yeah, and I guess that gets us directly into this. Like, what advice do you have for people wanting to get into speedrunning Animal Crossing? Uh, first off, patience, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of luck in the run. Um, if you run, like, all deaths or something, or, like, something you need a specific map layout, um, it takes four minutes to even see a map at all, which is the longest. I believe that is the longest out of all the Animal Crossing games, so... Mm-hmm. You definitely need a lot of patience. Um, But if, you know, like, there is a lot of RNG, but, like, so, like, when it gets rough, like, you know, don't get, like, discouraged or anything. It it happens to literally everyone. You know, everyone gets bad luck every now and then. Uh, But the movement and menuing are kind of, like, key parts of the run, in my opinion. I think those are, like, the biggest things to kind of focus on. Like, you know, with movement, like, you know, like, taking, like, tight, corners and stuff you know trying to like optimize your movement i actually save you like a lot of time you think it wouldn't because you're just running around but like over time it actually does add up quite a lot and the menuing yeah the menuing you just kind of just get better at over time and that also can save you a lot of time potentially especially like menuing mistakes can lose you a lot of time especially in the gamecube game i believe that is like the most punishing for like menuing mistakes Mm -hmm. Yeah, one th- I do wish they would return some of the menu things from the GameCube. Yeah. Like, specifically being able to, like, select multiple items and then drop them all at once. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's really nice. Especially, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's really good. That's also another thing to practice a lot. Actually, I don't even know what categories you'd really do that much on. The selecting multiple things. Because in all debts, you just... You have a full set of like autumn medals, and you just press one, press one of them, and then Nook says you want to sell them all, and he says yes, which is actually faster than selecting them all. Oh, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Um, awesome. So you kind of mentioned a bit about the other games you run, but if you want to, you know, just remind us real quick, what other speed run or do you speed run any other games? Yeah, so right now I'm doing New Super Luigi U Deluxe, the Switch version, and a bit of like Splatoon 2 Octa expansion. Um, so I don't run AC at the moment. Uh, I might get back into it at some point, but like I'm not really sure at the moment. Um, I've speared on other games in the past, like A Link Between Worlds. I might come back to that at some point, or I could like think of some other speed game. I don't know. I'm kind of just thinking about a lot of things at the moment, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll get to something definitely. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, I think this has been really awesome. It's really cool yeah. to get you know your perspective. You've done a lot of different runs for Animal Crossing, and right. I guess just so everybody can find you, where where should they go? 
Um, you can find my Twitch at Cold Eggman. I have like pretty much uh, the three main social medias I use are, I guess, social media, quote unquote, uh, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, they're all Cold Eggman. They're all the same. So, yeah, if you want to see my Twitter, I just post like stream updates and stuff. Nothing, nothing too much. But yeah, I stream mainly on Twitch and then YouTube. Not really doing too much with my YouTube. I just kind of post like PBs and stuff. But I have some. I might have some ideas for like YouTube content, but yeah, if you want to go find me on those, those are the three main platforms I use. That's awesome. And that'll be in the show notes for anybody who wants to go over and check out Cold Eggman. All right, cool. All right, everybody, this brings us to the end of the show, and that means it is time for Haken's Islander Corner. For those of you who don't know, every single week we ask our patrons on Patreon a question and read their answers out loud here on the show. This week's question was, what is your favorite autumn slash spring DIY? And I ask this one specifically because September does mark the start of these two new seasons, and I thought it was really nice for us to get some northern and southern hemisphere people telling us what they really like to build during the season. So Quantrell actually gave a really great answer that Margot J loved. Margot J said, I have to agree with Quantrell. I want a real-life tree bounty lamp in my real-life house. And I have to agree with both of you. That lamp is its so good. It's a chef kiss of a lamp, for sure. Nebula said, maybe it's a little basic, but I absolutely adore the leaf piles in both autumn and spring. Having them peppered around the island feels natural and realistic, like the places being lived in. Plus, they're super fun to run through. I... Don't care how basic it is, but leaf piles are one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things about this game. Every once in a while in the autumn, there is a leaf pile on the resident services platform, I guess the brick outside of it. The villagers just kind of hang out next to it, and I love that so much. Zibby and Tumeg both loved the leaf campfire, and Zibby said, it has to be the leaf campfire, customized to include roasting marshmallows. Anything involving food is an instant win for me. It's just so cozy and cute. I will never get tired of making autumnal camping areas and using this DIY. I can tell you that this is also one of my favorites. The little marshmallows really sell it. It is the cutest DIY in the game, possibly, just because of that. Samantha B said, the mush lamp. It just fits my forest theme so well, and I love them even more at night. Yes, Samantha, you sound like you have a town that I definitely need to visit. I love forests. I love the mush lamps. So let, let me come by sometime. Sasha505 said, I can't decide between the mushroom log and the mushroom wreath, but... Both of these items look great in a town with a strong forest theme. I especially like giving the mushroom wreaths to my villagers. It looks great. I agree, that mushroom log. I especially love that you can place things on top of it. It's a really nice touch. And the wreath, I'm, I, I don't know why I haven't put one on my door yet. I need to go do that right away. Pearly Girl said, I was so excited to see the green grass of spring again. My favorite spring DIY is the bamboo shoot lamp. The soft glow it emits is so pretty and moody. Yes, I always love to see that one around. It does really light up a place in such a moody way, like you said. Squee of Tortuga said, for me, 
It's a toss-up between the acorn pochette and the two pond stones, cherry blossom and maple leaf. They're so subtle and peaceful. They look very natural and work in the environment. The pochette was one of my first DIYs I got when the game launched, and it goes with so many of my outfits. I love all the autumn DIYs. I wish it could be autumn all year round. Having said all that, the bamboo doll cracks me up every time and inspired our family to watch Princess Kaguya, which was really fascinating. Oh, that is a really good point. You know, that's a movie that I haven't watched, but I definitely know the reference. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to check that out. I really like that. And of course, I agree with you. Autumn all year round, that's the, the perfect weather for me. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Haken, an Animal Crossing podcast. If you're sad to see us go, join us over on Discord. You can talk with other people who love Animal Crossing as much as you do, including Sergio, Nina, and me. The link is in the description. Want to support Haken in a bigger way and tell us your answers to the Haken Islander Corner? Head over to patreon.com slash chewyplays. One dollar goes a long way to making this show even better and includes tons of goodies for you to enjoy. Get a special role on Discord, read a monthly newsletter, and just get all of the other great rewards that are available there. We really appreciate the support and put your money towards some great things on the show. If you're listening on YouTube, let us know your favorite spring and autumn DIYs. Reviews really help the show get discovered by more people. Please leave a review on your platform of choice and let us know how we're doing. Haken is a wild production brought to you by Chewy, Sergio, Nina, and all of our patrons. We thank you for listening, and we hope you have a great week.